Welcome to Set the Sales, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Brought to you by Bucks Life Media and our official sponsor, The Jersey Wave. Streaming on fanstreamsports.com, airing on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And now, your hosts, James Flash Ludeman, James Britt Buck Wilson, and Ruth the Truth Kagias. We are going live in three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Set the Sales, the podcast. We are so excited to be here with you tonight. My name is James Luneman. I am one of your hosts, one of many uh, of your hosts tonight. And uh, we have a jam-packed show for you, a lot of great stuff. We have a special announcement that we're going to make later on in the show. Uh, we have a special guest that's going to join us here in just a moment. Uh, but first of all, I do have to say this because it is something that is pretty awesome that's going on right now. Uh, if you guys are aware, there is a contest in Tampa Bay right now in the Tampa Bay area called the Best of the Bay. Uh, it is done by Creative Loafing. If you go online and search the Best of the Bay, in fact, hopefully at some point we'll get that link up to you. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to vote for our podcast at the sales. Uh, as uh, the, We are one of the best podcasts as far as the category is concerned. I still think we're one of the best anyway, but... That's just me. So if you guys would be so obliged to vote for us, we really appreciate that. And you can go uh, once again on the uh, creative loafing page, the best of the Bay 2020. And the voting is open now. Uh, plus Bucks Life Media has a ton of other stuff that you can also vote for as well. I'm going to bring in our guests, of course, joined always by Mr. Britt Buck himself, James Wilson. How are we doing, sir? Um, all things considering, I know you guys watching. I know you guys, guys who with me know that I'm I'm hurting inside right now. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to move on. Um, you know what? It's fantastic to be here. Can't wait to to be part of episode uh, sixteen of Set the Sales. I can't believe we've made it to episode sixteen as well. And you guys that keep watching, keep subscribing to the channel. You're the guys who are growing the show. So thank you so much. Uh, and let's do what we do best, and which is great, bring you a great show. All right, I'm going to add myself back. Hopefully, that's a, a, a little bit better. I'm going to add my, everybody back here this way. All right, uh, next up, we're going to bring in, of course... These are called uh, technical problems. Technical problems. This technical difficulties. I'm Mac tonight. I'm on a PC for some stupid reason. Uh, but anyway, uh, of course, Ruth the that Truth. That was your first mistake. Uh, Ruth, how are we doing today? Welcome. I am doing great this week. Definitely started off way better than last week, and I am on a come up, so I am very happy. I'm in good spirits. <laughs> Let's go. And, of course, we're going to bring in our fourth uh, man, our four-man team here, four-person team, whatever. Sorry, uh, Ruth. Uh, Wes Mantooth joining us live tonight. Of course, you may know him as <laughs> uh from Set the, or Set the Sales. From Sports Caffeine, he's also on Set the Sales, but he's also on Sports Caffeine, which is also – by the way, uh, in the Creative Loafing Best of the Bay contest for uh, Best Morning Show. Yes, Best Morning Show, even though we're not in the mornings anymore. But, I, well, hey, you know, it's it's uh, it's great to be nominated. So, uh, yeah, head over there and vote for us. Are we're, we, uh, like, in the same category? Or are we going against mm -hmm. each other? No, we're not. So we're in Best Love Morning you, Show, you. and you guys are in your own category. So, uh, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's great to be you guys. 
You are basically oh, okay. on the team now. Yes. Like, so, you're like that stray cat that we fed. Yes. <laughs> so sports caffeine and set the sales are in two different categories. So yes, that's is yeah. correct. So yeah, go over to there and give us a, a vote for sports caffeine best morning show, best of the bay. I'm, you know, really uh, touched to be honored, and you should be too, uh, James. So, yes, I, yeah. I am. We all are. Absolutely. <clears throat> hey, we're gonna be, no, we're be talking I, about that tomorrow night on our show. So. I, I have um, actually a nomination for best radio personality. So I saw the congratulations to you two as well. Thank, hey. thank you. My, um, I, I tip my beer to you, sir. Are there any <laughs> other nominations that we don't know about? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no. we do. We have actually one very, very important one, which is a really good friend of the show. Uh, Kyle Riddle has been nominated posthumously for best sports writer of the year. Um, I think anyone who's read his work will absolutely agree that it is more than a deserved honor for him. Um, so you know what? Get onto Creative Loafing, get onto the Best of the Bay nominations, and vote for Kyle Riddle for Best Sports Writer. He, he genuinely deserves it. Um, so, guys, thank you very much. All right. Well, let's grab up our, our – uh, we have another host joining us. First time ever on this show, yeah. by the way. Not only is she uh, a first time ever, uh, but if you notice, I said she – that's right. We have another lady in the house. Oh, no. uh, really, uh, again, I'm, once again, I'm not going to do this last name. So you're going to have Chikowski. to Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Okay. Yeah, I, I tried to do it the other day on, on Sports Caffeine, and she just looked at me with, like, daggers. because I. No, 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 no. no. You're very close. You're very okay. close. Which is why I won't do it, by the way. Just throw that out. So Kaylee uh, is joining us, and she's going to hang out with us for the entire show. And uh, by the way, I want you guys to stay tuned to this show because we have a very special announcement, and we're not going to tell you any more about it until we make it. So make sure you guys stay and hang out. But right now, we are going to actually bring in our first guest, uh, our only guest really tonight. Uh, he is Mr. Kyle Berger. He is from ABC Action News, uh, covers sports for them, and uh, they're locally in the Tampa Bay area. Kyle, welcome to Set the Sales, my friend. Thanks for having me. Uh, first, some good news. I saw your post about the uh, the best debate, and I voted for best uh, for, for best podcast. I voted for you guys at the sale. So you, you got. Let's go, uh, Kyle. You. What about best morning show? Uh, hello, sports <laughs> caffeine. I wasn't gonna bring that up. They told me you're in separate categories. Now it's okay to say that. I didn't. I didn't know about sports caffeine. It's so okay to say that. And, I'll go back and vote again. I'm new to Tampa, fairly new, so. It's okay, it's okay. So, Kyle, we're, we're going to get started. And again, uh, as we have questions, if you guys would like to ask questions down in the chat, uh, feel free to do so as you're watching. Hopefully you're watching on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everywhere else that we're at. Uh, so, first of all, thank you very much for that. Um, so, Kyle, I, I want to get started with this because I feel like, obviously, you know, we're going to try to avoid the, uh, the C word this evening. And if you know the C word that I'm talking about, uh, it even has the, the 19 uh, on the end of it there. So I want to talk to you about this. Obviously, you know, Brady with the Bucks is the biggest story probably of the entire offseason. Uh, but I want to ask you, what are, what are some other things that you've seen uh, from the Buccaneers so far that give you optimism about this team's chances uh, in this season? Well, the obvious thing is the Tom Brady. The obvious thing is the offense in general with Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, OJ, Cam, the running backs. But I think I think defense can be very good this year. Uh, they they looked awful the first six seven weeks of last year. They're very young, but um, I mean they they got better as the year went on from weeks ten through seventeen. They were one of the best 
And I, even earlier this summer, we talked to the spring, I guess we talked to Devin White and people keep asking him about the offense. And he's like, you know what? This defense has a chip on shoulder. We want to be better than the offense. And people are putting so many high expectations on Brady in this offense. And I mean, they've got some of these really good players that no one's heard of because they don't gain these primetime games and they got five primetime games this year. So people are going to hear of uh, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Pierre Paul. And you got the, the secondary, which I think is very much improving. They have three cornerbacks on this defense that Coach Arians really likes. A uh, big question mark could be at safety, but they may have addressed that with a second pick in the draft, Antoine Winfield Jr., so uh, I think this defense can really surprise a lot of people. So <clears throat> obviously you've sort of touched on one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about that we're flying all over the place here, Kyle. Sorry. Um, obviously the, like a lot of people are saying that the, the books defense is probably going to be one of the most improved units on the team. Now, one of the things, obviously I know you're quite a, an analytical guy um, and I kind of, this might not be sort of like based in stats to sort of your opinion, but do you think the defense was a lot better last year than the numbers perhaps suggest? They were, I guess you could say skewed because they were not good in the first half of the year. Uh, second half, yeah. So you, you average up together, yeah. So I think they, they're better than the numbers indicate on paper mm -hmm. coming into this year with the experience they have coming in. And, uh, I mean, even Bruce Arians is saying that these cornerbacks can be very good. He thinks Colton Davis could be a top top 10, top 5 cornerback in the league, he said in his press conference last mm -hmm. Wednesday. So he has a lot, uh, I mean, a lot of high expectations for the defense. So this could be a... Uh, one of the best in the NFL, I think, with what they have. With if if Shaq can bring mm -hmm. what he brought last year, I know that's a lot to ask for. Nineteen and a half sacks, but if he can get anywhere near that, I don't think he's going to duplicate that historically. It's probably not going to happen. But uh, I mean, this this defense can get after the quarterback, and that's what they really need. And then especially a division with these uh, really good quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, that they're going to be going up against week in and week out. And Mahomes coming to town. Aaron Rodgers on that schedule as well. So they got a lot of guys they got to get some pressure on. Yeah, and obviously, um, as I, I sort of brought up on the screen there, uh, one of our Twitter followers, thank you very much, um, book what you heard commented, turnovers skewed to the numbers. Do you feel that that's an accurate statement? You mean what, turnovers skewing to the numbers? Yeah, like so with the, the book's defense typically starting on their own 30-yard line rather than... Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. The field. <laughs> That's the, the Bucks are the best in the league last year beating themselves. You know, Jameis with his 30 turnovers. That has a lot to do with it. That could the Bucks won't have that problem this year. I mean, Bray's not gonna be throwing those interceptions that we saw Jameis throw last year. So yeah, the field position would be better, first of all. And that's gonna give uh the defense a lot more room to work with. So yeah, that's a very good point. That could, I mean, that will be a, a big part of what makes this defense better is the offense will be better. So it works hand in hand. Kyle, I got a question for for the offensive side of the ball. You know, with the addition of LaShawn McCoy being there in the backfield, um, you know, how much is his involvement being there? Is, is Ronald Jones really going to be taking the, the primary snaps like Bruce Aarons has said? Is that what's been going on at camp? And and is Tom Brady really the taskmaster that we've heard about uh, from him coming down to New England down to camp? Yeah, like, I've been thinking about this for the last few days since I signed LaShawn McCoy. I still think Ronald Jones is the guy. I mean, Bruce Arians said as much on Wednesday that he's the guy that everyone else is going to kind of fall in. 
the biggest thing is I, they took Keyshawn Bond. I mean, they have Dare back there, and Brady even brought him up. He was impressed with him in the workouts at Berkeley Prep in this offseason. So he was a name that was brought up was Dare. So LaShawn McCoy, I think, is mainly coming in to bring that veteran presence to work with these young guys. And if needed, yeah, he can be the guy to, to flash out of the backfield and make some receptions. So that's what Tom Brady he likes throwing to those running backs. And uh, Ronald Jones put on some weight this offseason. He worked on his pass protection. He worked on catching the ball out of the backfield. So I think he's he's really he's really trying to be the guy <laughs> to be a three-down back. And uh, I mean, Brady, um, Joe, we talked to Jones today, and he said the advice that Brady kept giving him was to run your routes like you already have the ball. So run hard, run low. And I mean, I think all signs point to Ronald Jones being a much improved player this year. And if, if you can have a good back with what these, the offense, the receivers and other options that Brady has around him, I mean, this offense, I mean, it's good on paper now. It can be really good if he has a back that he can trust, that he can hand the ball off to, a guy that can come out of the backfield and make those receptions, kind of like that James White role that we've seen in New England. That could be what LeSean McCoy could be, but I still think that McCoy is going to be more of a locker room guy, more of a guy to show you how to get it done, leadership type role. Awesome. And with Tom Brady leaving the Patriots after spending 20 of 20 years um, in New England, how important do you think it is for Tom Brady to make a serious impact in the team division? Oh, I mean, it's very important because he has these quarterbacks that he's going up against in the NFC South with, with Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. I mean, he didn't really have that. The, the competition wasn't there in New England uh, in the division. I mean, Buffalo, Miami, I mean, the, those teams, they they aren't going to be anything what he's what he's used to with the Falcons and the Saints in this division. Um, so, I mean, to make a mark, I mean, this is – I mean, this could be one of the toughest situations he's been in with his age and with the competition. So um, he's really got to prove, I mean, what he's made of this year, especially without a training camp, no preseason OTAs. Uh, they could be behind the eight ball a little bit going into it. So it could be a slow start. Um, but um, we just hope those Berkeley prep workouts gave them some little timing with his receivers. And all these guys, I mean, these guys are experienced veterans that he's working with for the most part on offense, Mike Evans, Godwin, and Gronk, and OJ, and Cam. So they, they know what to do. They're professionals. So hopefully they can click real quick and, uh, I mean, hopefully not miss a beat because uh, LaShawn McCoy mm -hmm. came in there just this, this past weekend and was saying, Brady, he looks good. The accuracy is there. The pinpoint passes. So it looks like Brady hasn't lost a step. It's just uh, hoping that he can get uh, adapted to the playbook quickly. Do you think that he, if he would still be holding these, you know, practices that are kind of frowned upon right now, do you think he would still be doing that if he was in New England? Or do you think he's found like a newfound freedom since he's come to the Bay? No, I think he'd still be doing it. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. He, he finds a way to, to bend the rules just a little bit, but not break them, to find a way to get on the field. And he's, he's has that, that competitive spirit that, uh, that's, man, that's what makes a champion. That's, where he, why he is, where he is, is as a, a six-time champion, four-time Super Bowl MVP, is because he puts in the work, he, he finds a way to get it done, and if it's close to breaking the rules but not going over the line, yeah, he'll he'll do it. I mean, we don't have preseason anymore, so Brady, all you can do. <laughs> Absolutely, I get, I get the work in somewhere. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about Jameis Winston kind of running all over the place, being under pressure. 
And New England did such a great job for what, 20 years protecting Tom Brady. So the Bucks on the on the surface, right? The starting offensive line looks great, looks strong. But is Donovan Smith going to hold up at left tackle? Is the depth there on the offensive line to keep Tom Brady in that pocket healthy all that's, season long? That's my main concern with the Bucks is the offensive line because it wasn't there for Jameis Winston. I mean, it was not fair for Jameis Winston because he was running for his life. He couldn't. He had he had no time to throw back there. The best thing for the Bucks is that. Um, it is the same, but it, there is some different pieces in there. I mean, they took Tristan, they moved up to take Tristan Wirfs to take down that, that right tackle position. Uh, Donovan Smith, the big money guy, you, you expect him to be ready. You expect him to finally, I guess, get it this year. Uh, that That's the, the huge, huge, uh, huge part of the success for this offense is make sure Brady doesn't land on his back. And I, especially at 43 years old. And you know that, I think I think they can do it. I think this team, when you have Tom Brady back there, I think there's a little bit a little bit more motivation because uh, it's Tom Brady. You, you right. want to step your game up just a little bit more to protect him because it's Tom Brady. He, he's like he's like the Michael Jordan. You, you you play harder. I mean, not nothing against Jameis Winston, but he doesn't have the resume that Tom Brady has. When you have that behind you, and knowing that uh, you could get an earful if Tom Brady gets dirty, you're gonna want to do your best to keep him upright. For sure. I think it brings that back to a whole new level. All right. So last, last question from us here uh, as we are uh, ending our time together. Um, I wanted to ask you this just real quick. And, and we ask this of every guest that we have. Um, so, you know, this will be no different. But I wanted to ask you, what is your way too early season prediction? Obviously, we are we're, – we're, we are operating under the facade that we are going to have a season, okay? Which I think we are. We are. Uh, we are. But what is your way too early season prediction for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? How far do they go? How many games do they win? And, and what's on tap for Tampa Bay? Well, I think at least 10 wins. 10 wins is the minimum. So that gets you in the playoffs. That gets you that, that wild card spot or, or you're winning the division, then how the Saints go. Um, gosh, you know – if we had a full off season, Brady working up his receivers, I mean, I think this team, Super Bowl's here. I think they're winning the Super Bowl if we had a full off season. Without this off season, all the preseason reps they lost. I mean, they lost, rookies lost maybe 400 reps according to Arians. This is a, I mean, it's a coin flip. I mean, it's a playoff team for sure. Ten wins, postseason, anything can happen. If they had that full off season, I would think this team is definitely Super Bowl bound. But right now playoffs and you can be happy with that because it's been a long time since they've had a playoff win can you see the tampa bay bucks coming out of the division like over the saints oh yeah it's definitely possible i mean they play twice a year against the saints open up you may be able to catch the saints uh a little sleepy that first week you know, first week for everybody you get that game in new orleans come back to uh tampa and you can definitely pull it out here in tampa so yeah they can definitely overtake the saints in this division all right, Kyle, uh, we're going to let you go. But before we let you go, I want you to uh, go ahead and uh, plug yourself, plug what you got going on, and uh, tell us what, what's going on in the life of uh, Kyle Berger. Well, yeah, I just moved here to Tampa in March. So I've been covering uh, from Birmingham. So I've been covering a lot of Alabama, a lot of Auburn. So I've been doing a lot of Bucks, Lightning, and Rays here recently. I'm so glad sports have finally picked up. I actually did a story with a Rays fan today who has a cardboard cutout in the stands of her late husband. So it's kind of interesting. And she actually uh, gave me 
a bobblehead for my collection today for my uh, story with her. So I got Kevin Kiermaier to go with all my uh, my stuff. So I got some little bit of Tampa stuff in here. But that uh, is really awesome. But uh, yeah, Thursday we have an open viewing for the Bucks practice, so we'll get to see. I guess Brady wearing a helmet this time instead of just the shorts and t-shirt. And then on the seventeenth, I believe they go into full pads. So it should be a fun week to see uh, see the guys that back out on the field in helmets this time with visors. Are they allowing media into practices, like full-on? Yeah, once a week. We get well, So far, it's been once a week that we get to go in and uh, view from a very far distance. Um, there's two different like, media tiers. There's one where you have to get the actual COVID test. You have to get two negative tests before they let you in. That allows you access deeper into the facility. Then there's the one media tier that lets you just view from a distance. And you have to wear like, this little monitor on you and it beeps if you get too close to somebody. So they're very particular wow. uh, with the COVID protocols. The word I keep saying, they're very particular with these C word co- uh, protocols that uh, for media even to come into the facility. I'm excited to see what uh, what the NFL is gonna turn out to be, if they're gonna be allowing guests into stadiums during games, how the whole seating situation is gonna be. Pretty excited. Yeah, we don't know the number yet if there are how many they're going to allow, but the rumor is 20, 25%, but nothing official yet for Randy James. Right. Hey, Kyle, last question. Does that uh, Kevin Kiermeyer bobblehead know how to hit? No, no. I mean, if, if you want to, okay. I mean, it okay. might hit 179. I don't know. Okay. Defense only. Defense only. I got you. All right. Well, uh, Kyle, thank you so much for your time, buddy. I appreciate you coming. And, uh, man, you, you are awesome at what you do, guys. Go follow him on Twitter, social media. He is uh, he's an awesome dude, guys, and he appreciates. He loves the box, so give him some love. And if you have a, uh, if you're in Tampa, I recently did a story last week. There's a huge Tampa Bucks mural painted on East Bush Boulevard. If you get a chance, go see it. It's got Gronk, Brady, and Mike Evans on it, a bunch of other Tampa iconic things. It's very cool. Absolutely, yeah, and I saw that. That's actually what made me reach out to you originally, because uh, I, I really liked that article and the mural. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, so definitely cool stuff. So make sure you guys go check out Kyle and his stuff, and he's awesome. And welcome him to the Tampa Bay area, by the way. Welcome. And uh, and I'll say for you, since I work at a, a, a Tuscaloosa radio station now, I can say Roll Tide. I'll say Roll Tide to you, buddy. <laughs> All right, Kyle. You take it easy, buddy. See you. Thank you. All right, man. That is Kyle Berger, everybody, from ABC Action News. Awesome guy. Good good, good interview right there, y'all. Yeah. Hey, we Way to go team effort on that when I'm over here having, you know, technical glitches. We got your back, man. We got your back. <laughs> it's, my front, it's my front I'm worried about. That's, that's <laughs> the problem, you know. Is that the only thing that you're going to be worrying about? You know the what? Only you thing? you the shut only your mouth right now. Thing. All right. We did a poll, and I, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but we did a poll on our Twitter page uh, this week, and uh, I wanted to ask you guys your opinion. So here was the poll, and this is what I – this is the poll, and this is actually the results of that poll. Uh, the poll said, what position do you believe will hold the Buc- the Buccaneers back from winning a Super Bowl this year? Now, I know Ruth is all aboard the Super Bowl train uh, on this year, and that's okay. It's good to be optimistic sometimes. Uh, you know my opinion. But here, here's what the results actually turned out to be, and this is kind of interesting. Um, so the, the options were this. It was quarterback, running back safety or more than one position 
So it could be a number of positions or maybe a position that wasn't listed. Uh, 9% thought it was quarterback. So all of you people that are like, yeah, Tom Brady, go, you can shut up because you didn't vote. Uh, running back for those. Now, that's the one that I've heard probably the most is that they're not trusting Ronald Jones, which to me is silly. Uh, safety was at 32%. And the number one uh, winner in this poll was at 35%. And it was for more than one position. So I'll take it to you guys. Uh, we'll start with our Bushman, and, and, and I'll just call on you guys one at a time so we're not over-talking. Uh, but what what's the one position that you feel could hold the Buccaneers back this season from a Super Bowl? Bushman? I really think it's quarterback depth. Because you got to remember, what if Tom Brady gets infected with COVID-19 or if he goes down with an injury? Are you really going to trust Blaine Gabbard or – Ryan Griffin the third with that that QB spot to to take you all the way to the promised land probably not so if that was the weakest link out of that I would say it's a QB death but you know I think with 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 everything around this Bucks team right now it's the defense is I, I think the defense is going to be solid this year honestly I mean the secondary is 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 really you know kind of an iffy part everybody has questions about that if they're gonna you know be the secondary that we all know the Bucks defense is going to be. But last year, we showed signs of what it could be. So I think the biggest thing that the that could be hurting us the most would be who is next in line to take over the mantle for, for, for Tom Brady because I don't trust their quarterback depth. I don't at all. I'm really surprised that Arians really didn't go out and get somebody else that could maybe take over the reins if something happens to Brady. I mean, this he's 43 years old. I mean, he he could suffer another a leg injury like he did a few years ago. I mean, we don't have a Matt Castle in the waiting in the wings. We don't. So I think that would be the position that we're probably hurting on. Before we move to the next person, who I'm going to call in just a second, don't sleep on Blaine Gabbard. Because I have seen I him. I am going to sleep on Blaine Gabbard. I'm not sleeping on him. And here's why. Because Are we going to have another debate we're gonna, now? No, we're going to stop. We're going to disagree now? I'm not going to. I'm just both saying. Both of you, don't, stop it. Don't. Stop. All I'm stop. saying is don't no. sleep on him. That's no. all I'm saying no. because he's learning <laughs> behind the greatest quarterback to ever play this game. And anybody who can learn behind Brady is going to be better. I, I tell you, well, Brian Hoyer didn't. Well, you Jacoby know, Brissett. There are, there are random exceptions. I, I tell you Brissett what, that wasn't I, bad though. I, I, t- I tell you what, James. I, I'm I've already been in bed. I've got my covers over my face. I've got pillows already laid out. I'm already gone to sleep on Blaine Gabbard already. I'm actually into wow. next week with Blaine Gabbard. So that's how much I'm sleeping on right now. <laughs> Apparently, Buck Woody heard is also uh, asleep on Blaine Gabbard as well. Um, isn't okay. it interesting though? So just to to say about the quarterbacks, isn't it interesting that like the guy who's projected to be the third string quarterback on our roster? Is actually one of the longest tenured players in the league. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I, I like I like Jay Bucks's uh, suggestion of John Franklin. John Franklin came from Last Chance U. Um, he came from Florida State. He went to Last Chance U, and now the Bucks. Are giving East Mississippi. Him, yep, he, and he went to the JUCO league, and now he's getting a shot in the NFL. I mean, he played quarterback. He played, so you never know. You could bring up John Franklin. He could start start over for. Might as well, just, might well trade for Jameis Winston. Yeah. Maybe he'll be available. Right? Why don't we yeah. just do that since we're being crazy now? Ashley Smith in the comments has said Ashley Smith in the comments says Snow White can sleep on can sleep on Blaine Gabbard. Right. That's how bad it is. Come on. Root the truth. Jump in here. Root the truth. Jump in here. What position? What's the one and I know again you're on the Super Bowl train. So so I want you to take your your Homer glasses off for just a minute and I want you to tell me if there is a position that that the you know could hold the bucks back. What is it? 
I, I would say I am not worried about the Tampa Bay Bucks and their offense. Their offensive line is looking solid. Their receivers are looking solid. The tight end position is definitely looking solid. They are super in-depth with every position, I feel like. But to L. Bushman's suggestion, QB, that might be an issue. But like James says, somebody that is watching Tom Brady from behind, you got to be ready when, you, when it's your moment to shine, when you're coming in, because Brady's going to be looking at you like, okay, buddy, you're in for me, so you better make it happen. So I would say that we would probably have issues maybe with the defense, you know, like all these offensive powers going on in, in our division. That defense might just have to, you know, they might be lacking when it comes to either defense or offense. I would go with defense. Uh, Britt Bug, jump in there. Um, the honestly, I'm I'm going to sort of say what 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 a couple of people have said, and you know what, yeah. Like, will Matt Gay be the one that holds us back? Um, in all honesty, I don't think he will. It, my biggest concern is, as Al uh, Bushman said, it's the secondary because you just you do not know what they're going to do. Which secondary is going to turn up? Is it the, the guys who are absolute ball hawks who don't let anyone get past them, become an island out there? But you know what? Like, they, they could be the, the, the defense that lets 500 yards past them, as we've seen them do in the past. So True. that's the fact is, I mean, I, James, we had this conversation last year. One of the big things that we did say, and I know obviously uh, Book Dad probably watching us here, we had this conversation. The books are consistently inconsistent. That is the thing that scares me about this defense. Can they play consistently? Kaylee, jump in here. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes to along the lines of what I was thinking. I don't think it's one position. I think it's putting all the puzzle pieces together, right? Your defense is young. Your secondary is young, and they're very inconsistent. You have a quarterback that has to learn a whole new system. You have an offense that has to piece everything together in a season where you get really virtually no offseason together, no OTAs. You don't get the true preseason prep that you get in every other season. So you're bringing a bunch of new pieces You've got veterans from different systems coming in. You've got young guys who played inconsistent or have backed up guys who didn't do their job in the past. So I don't know that they're going to be able to put it all together in a season of COVID-19 and the Super Bowl, not with not with a stacked NFC South. I also want to bring up the point too, like what about living up to the hype? I mean, there's a lot of hype now with the Buccaneers with, you know, bringing in Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, you brought in LaShawn McCoy. It's like all eyes are on Tampa Bay. Can this team live up to the hype that everybody thinks that they're going to do? Like, oh, they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl because it's in Tampa this year. Oh, hey, are they going to be, you know, division winners? I mean, that's, that's something that could be a concern too, because a lot of teams that have a lot of hype and, and they just falter. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were hyped to go all the way to the Stanley Cup, and then they lose. They get swept in the first round of the playoffs. So can this team live up to the hype that everybody um, thinks we're about to avenge that, Lakers. by the way? The we're, no, we're about to avenge that, by the way. I, I, I understand I understand that, James, but I'm talking about like you know teams that have, have gotten so much hype and they haven't lived up to it. I mean, this is a team that's hyped to go to the Super Bowl because Tom Brady's now in town. He's got his boy Gronkowski, and we've got so many pieces now that could complete this whole team. Can they live up to the hype? And that should be another question, too, in hand. Ashley, Ashley Smith weighs in and says, the average Super Bowl defense holds teams to under 14 points throughout the season. Can this defense do that? Two scores? I don't know. I agree. That's a great point. That's a great question. Shout uh, out to Ashley. That's, that is an excellent point, and one that I would argue as well. I think Britt Buck hit the nail on the head to me. 
you know, it's it's consistency with the Buccaneers. It's not a lack of talent to me because they've had no. talent for even for the last several years. I cannot tell you how many post-game shows that I've hosted, how many post-game shows that Brick Buck has hosted, how many post-game shows that we have worked together on where we say that the biggest problem with Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. They, yeah. You cannot win one game and then lose three games and then win and they one game. they booked harder than they ever booked before. It's yeah. true. Like yeah. You have to be consistent in every way in this league. And if you're not, then you're not going to the playoffs. You're not going to win games. And it, it's, it's, it's bad. Go ahead, Ruth. No, I was just saying, like, teams like the Lakers were completely stacked. They had LeBron James, AD, all these pieces, and then they didn't even make it to the playoffs. So how's that a horrible example <laughs> because they're the number one seed in the west right I'm now about Get over it. <laughs> go ahead Brett Buck, hurry. But, you know i i wanted to and like big shout out to animal um you know it's great having you around as a fan of the show um actually makes a really really good point here and obviously we're sort of we're sort of flirting around it at the moment so i'm just going to dive straight in and just like eat the pie um what is holding this team back is it overconfidence need, like reading too many press clippings so I are, just they said. Beginning, are they beginning to, to sort of I just said. like well could, i'm just gonna mute you here for a second <laughs> <laughs> wow you won't even let me introduce you, you know what you know what <laughs> command never had to worry about this yeah. <laughs> hey i'll put but myself you know in the penalty actually, box there we go yeah you know what that's <laughs> That's two, that's two minutes for interference. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's actually completely the opposite of of overconfidence. I think it's a severe case of underconfidence. I think this team doesn't genuinely believe that they can win games. You've seen it happen a couple of times. There is a losing culture at the moment around this team right now. And, you know, like fans who have sort of worshipped the team their entire lives can easily see... There was a big change. There is a losing culture, and I think it's underconfidence. I think that Tom Brady and Gronk are going to come in. I think they're the people who are going to change the culture and get players to start believing in themselves because I I think the culture is what's holding the team back and has been holding the team back the last few years. As you rightfully said there, James, I'm ignoring you, Evan. Um, as you rightfully said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, Evan, real quick, I'll give you a retort, and then we'll move on. To the next I, I wouldn't say it's... A retort underconfidence. Look, listen. If any team in the NFL has Tom Brady coming to their team, fight me. That's a that's a boost. <laughs> that's a boost of confidence, like compared to what they had. Like, yeah. I yes, have a, how many games has Tom Brady played for the Bucks? Well, obviously zero. But still, if if a six-time so, Super Bowl champion is coming about... to my team, that's going to boost up my team's morale. Am I going to have to put you on a bed? This guy. I am <laughs> muting this guy. I cannot be. Evan. <laughs> I'm unmuting you. Evan, Evan. Wow. No, my point is, is in previous years, and this is the point that I'm making, that you are stealing my thunder, (laughs) is that this year they're not going to suffer from the underconfidence. You just said they're going to suffer from underconfidence. No, I've said that's the thing that's been holding them back. Can I ask a question? Check your sheet. I'm bowling. Watch people argue because this is hilarious. I don't know why you ever got on to me. It's good for ratings, James. All right, so let's move on here just real quick because we don't have much time left. I know that's true. Thanks, we don't thank have you, Animal. I did make it. I want to make sure that we give time to uh, to our our two guests here in just a second. Uh, but I want to ask you guys about this. Teams in the uh, NFL are are going through this process of determining how many fans 
uh, should be in the stands. Now, we've seen uh, some cities say no, none. Uh, some cities have said that they're going to have this many. Thunder Steeler, <laughs> get them. Um, so I want to ask you guys, should the NFL uh, make a ruling for, you know, all, all stadiums? Should the NFL make a, a general ruling about every stadium to make it fair? Because right now, to fans in Tampa who can go to, you know, 25%, uh, which, is a, which is a solid number, considering, uh, and then you got fans like in Oakland where they can't have anybody, um, should the NFL come in and just say, you know, it's going to be this much or none? I would say it depends on the city and what is going on with their COVID numbers. Like, for example, with Florida having an extreme high number of COVID cases and us being a hot spot, they might consider not having fans at all. So I, I think it would it would have to be stadium by stadium basis. Like, I don't I don't think they could set like a standard for all NFL teams. But that's right. my go, go ahead, Kaylee. Um, I'm going to go hot take. Yes, they should just all say no fans. Because at this point, like, that's where things are leading, right? I mean, we start off saying, like, 50% capacity, we get down to 25. At this point, like, let's pull a Major League Baseball. Let's create as much of a bubble as we can without doing a bubble. Let's take fans out of it. Let's focus on TV deals, TV ratings. Let's pull revenue that way and worry about playing a season. Because I think at this point, the fan experience is not going to be the same. It's not going to be you know, what fans are used to it being. They're not going to have this great time at the stadium and get to yell and cheer and hang out with all their friends. So I don't know that it's going to be worth going through all the extra hoops to get fans in the stadium if you're getting 25% capacity. At this point, let's just play football. All right, Bushman? I absolutely agree with you. Bushman? I I agree with both the the girls' points on this. I I also have kind of a cool idea, too. I mean, if if they're not going to allow any fans to come in, have it to where people can still go and tailgate outside of the stadium because then you can have – you can show the the game on the big screen or have a projector stealing out there, but you're still having that – Sunday feel like, hey, I'm I'm still going to go to the stadium, but I'm I'm, I'm going to be tailgating outside. But there, I, we can still like have that experience by tailgating, doing the cookouts because you know, look, tailgating you're still six feet apart regu- regularly. If you're have your own RV or truck or whatever, you're going to have your own group of people, and then people are going to be right next to you too. I mean, relatively six feet away, but have that experience. I mean, if you're going to say no, ultimately no fans whatsoever, I would say. NFL owners and and stadiums should say, okay, well, we're going to let this happen. We're going to let fans be able to come and tailgate during the games, and that's that. If we're not going to have any fans whatsoever come to the the stadiums. Now, when it comes to allowing the number of fans that come to the stadiums, I say every every stadium should be equal, um, because then you're kind of you're kind of giving it a disadvantage to those those teams that have that are not in the hot spots and teams that are in the hot spots too. So I like California, like Texas and also like Florida too, as well. So if you're going to do it, do it on equal playing fields. If not, then I would say, let all the fans come and tailgate outside your stadium. Would they charge? Would they charge by car? No, I, w- I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even charge them. I would say, look, fans can come. We're going to only let a limited amount of fans come and tailgate. We're not going to charge parking because that would be ridiculous. That'd be stupid. And then have, and if I look, listen, if I was the Glazers, I'd say, Hey, we're going to have food vendors outside the Ray J. We're gonna have a huge projector screen outside. You guys are gonna be able to tailgate. I mean, shit, you can you can go tailgate at, at HCC if you wanted to. So, I mean, I'm sure you could talk to HCC about having fans go over there. I think it, having that whole experience where people just want to go and experience that 
hey, we're going to a sporting event. I think that's what everybody's missing, especially with baseball, too. I mean, nobody can go to the games. I, I'm surprised, like, well, I'm not surprised that Stu Sternberg hasn't said, hey, you know what? You can still tailgate, tailgate outside of the stadium. I think having that experience makes everybody feel like they're still part of it instead of, like, right. having to sit at home or go to a bar or anything like that. In a way that the stadium could still make money off these tailgates is yeah. they could set up food trucks. They could set up, you know, yeah. beer dispensaries so they could still create some you, type of revenue. You could, you could set up merch tables to sell Buccaneers gear. gear. You could set up, like, food trucks, all kind of stuff that, that could gener uh, generate revenue that comes into the Bucks. I mean, you can definitely do that. Yeah. All right, Britt Buck, finish it up real quick. Yeah, um, one of the interesting things that I found about this is when it was sort of first proposed that sports were going to have like no fans in the arenas and the stadiums, I just thought it was going to be the, like, the worst spectacle in the world. But you know what? I've watched some soccer. I've, I've watched basketball i've watched hockey obviously I've, I've watched baseball with like the artificial noise pumped in and you know what on the tv i'm actually enjoying it because of the lack of fans and you can get really really close to the players and hear what they're saying sort of amongst themselves sometimes um do you not think that maybe that is sort of something that the nfl can capitalize on with having empty arenas and uh, look i mean to me <laughs> What times do we live in? We're talking I know. About I. <laughs> when did we ever think we'd be sitting here talking about a pandemic and no fans and things like that? And listen, listen. Oh, even me, on... I, I, I hate like actually saying those words. Oh, I mean, I know. you I could know. also, you could also look at it this way too. If the numbers start going down, if they start to go down in the next couple of months, the NFL would say, "Hey, you know what? Let's allow a certain a certain amount come into the stadiums and see how it goes. If not, then we're not going to do it." But I think if yeah. I think everybody's just looking at the numbers. If the numbers go down, then they're going to let people start to let people back in. And hell, I'll go to a stadium with a mask on. I don't care. Right. The yeah. mask is going to be yeah. That's well, and and you know what's interesting? We had real quick, and, and we're going to wrap this up. But we had an interesting question today uh, at my station about, you know, we've been talking college football here. And, and one of the things is, you know, there's a report that the big 10 is going to cancel. And we're going to talk about that on sports caffeine tomorrow too. Um, damn right. you know it, uh, <laughs> but here's the question that I ask, you know, and Booger McFarlane actually brought this up and I thought it was interesting. Even his ignorance, stuff, uh, brought this up. but he brought up, a, he brought up an interesting point. Hear me out. So was he, he reading it off a teleprompter? Probably. Okay. So here's what he said. He said, "If there's water that, from the sky, it's raining. It's if raining. Uh, two here's, plus two equals four. <laughs> you know what? I'm muting you both. Penalty box. Anyway, so here's here's what here's what's happening. Kaylee, we do this all the time. It's a normal thing. Uh, so here's here's what I will say. Um, Booger McFarland brought this up about making uh, families and players sign waivers uh, to play this season, which I actually think is not a horrible idea." because you're taking a lot off the university. Um, now, in the NFL, you can't really do that. But you can do that with fans, to me. I think that that's the only way that fans are going to be allowed in. And if we're going back to the original question of do I think the NFL should make uh, an overall rule about fans for every stadium, I think they need to. Because the NFL is trying to promote safety. They're trying to do things the right way. And in order to do that, you know, it, it, it's just it has to be fair. To me, I keep going back to that word being fair, because right now it's not fair that one fan base can have X amount of fans, but another can't. It, it's just it doesn't really make it fair to me. 
I don't know. I look. That's that's just what I keep going back to with the situation. So you you could do a digital waiver saying, hey, you know, if you decide to come to the stadium, you have to you have to sign this. And if, like when you buy a ticket, right? You, you have yeah. to when sign you buy a waiver. ticket, even for right. season ticket like holders, part, it, literally like the terms of the like purchase yeah. the ticket, terms and conditions. So yeah. if, yeah. if you decide to come to the stadium, you have to sign this. And like, listen, there may be a chance. You might get it, but you have to. If you're signing this, you're taking that chance. You're coming in, but you have to abide by the guidelines that we're mandating. Like you have to wear a mask. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like sitting every other seat, but there might yeah. be a chance you get COVID. So I think if they put something down like that, yeah, sure, people will do it. They'll definitely. Yeah. There's a risk of you getting COVID with you going to Walmart. Right. So yeah. People are going to take and the risk to go to game. Yeah. Last thing I will say about it is I I think that they can do it. Will they do it? I don't think so, but. You know, let me ask you, do you see ticket sales rising because of the limited seating? Like you see them being more expensive because there's only a limited amount of people that they're allowing the stadiums. I'll tell you one thing. The yeah, resale, the resale market is going to be outrageous. Okay. It's going to be, and yeah. you think it's bad now. That's just a normal season when it was already bad. It's going to be five mm -hmm. times worse at least Right. Yeah. because it's just, people just know that you can only get limited amount. And people are just going to charge a ton of money to get into these games. And it's going to be on will pay it. This is some people, and people will, pay will pay it. People will pay it. That, yeah. This is something that I said as well, because one of the conversations that was going around was, will tenured uh, season ticket holders be like the first people to get tickets if they become available? Will yeah. it become people who are most loyal and don't sell okay. their tickets? Um <laughs> I, I like. Sorry, I was. Jay, yeah, Jay there's, never. There's only three people in the line. There's three people in the line, but it's half a mile. All right, it's we're just, gonna we're gonna wrap up the show uh, here real quick, and and I want to give time because she's got to go here in just a second. But Ruth, somebody somebody just re uh, wrote a manifesto on. The all right, hold on. Let's read the manifesto. <laughs> we, this we, is actually we from, wait a minute. Switch. Hold on. Did this you is our first Twitch comment. This yeah. is from Twitch, guys. Oh, wow. This is our oh, wow. first Way to go. Thank you. 9117. Congratulations on being up. The problem Twitch is comment. in terms of fan bases and all that. You know the large market teams only want what's best for themselves. Of course, the Cowboys, Patriots, and Giants and others want fans because it helps them make money, and they can survive without fans. The other small market teams cannot survive, in my opinion, without the fans. They need a way to ensure revenue comes in. Dark Sage. Thank nice. you. 9117. Nice. Great comment, too, Great by the way. Great comment. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, so real quick, and you guys are maybe wondering. You Wait a second. Not. Who is Kaylee? I've just noticed that well, she's been here. Well, if all you night. will let me get to it, sir. Gosh. <laughs> always trying to steal it. All right. Gosh, no, I'm kidding. Dally. I'm not going to mute you. So, uh, Ruth the Truth has been a regular on our show for uh, like close to 10 episodes now. I think. Actually, just about 10 episodes. Yeah. And uh, Kaylee's joining our show for the first time. Hopefully, the first of, of many. Kaylee, you are always welcome back anytime. I know you do sports caffeine now as well, uh, but you're more than welcome to join us anytime you want. I'll send you the link anytime. You're more than welcome. Uh, but I want to uh, give you guys, we're going to back out. And you guys have a very uh, special announcement. So the floor is, as they say, yours. Take it away. All right. Set the sales viewers. So me and Kaylee are starting our own podcast. It's going to be called Beauty in the Cleats. Take it away, Kaylee. Yeah. So we're going to talk all things sports, not just uh, not just men's sports, but also women's professional sports. We're going to go into a little bit of athlete social media. We're going to relax, have some cocktails, and just talk sports. So, so it's going to be Wednesday night. We're shooting for around 9 p.m. every Wednesday night. It's going to be ladies' night. So we will be having a cocktail, and me and her will just be 
shooting, you know, having a good time talking about sports. And we will be getting guests in on a weekly basis. So make sure you guys look out. It's probably going to be maybe next Wednesday might be our first episode. But just look out for us on Twitter, Root the Truth on Twitter. And make sure to follow Kaylee as well on Twitter and just stay tuned. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. And that's huge news. So make sure uh, if you guys follow them on Twitter, social media, uh, Root the Truth, and of course, White Claws and White Claws. Wow. You guys might have to change the name of the show. That'd be interesting. Wow. White, White Claw might sue them, though, if they do that, though. Yeah. That's, yeah that's I, mean, I like White Claws, though. They're hey, listen, both of them do an amazing job. I've heard both of them, not just on, on our show, but on other shows as well. Uh, and you guys absolutely deserve it. So go and do what you ladies do best, and that is talk sports. And don't worry about some other male idiots like us uh, who, who are, who you know. Like wow, I feel like I was pointed. You can call us Trusky. Root the truth and mm-hmm. coach. All right. New, the newest addition to the fan stream sports uh, family. So that's yeah. right. That's right. Well, man, that's we have we have we have diversity. Okay. Diversity. <laughs> what is animals? Oh, are taken over. <laughs> Animal says, "If people think NFL teams need fans, they are nuts. TV is where the teams make money. That makes sense. That, that makes that's sense. a good point too. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here uh, for the show because uh, Ruth's got to get going to uh, some other programming. Uh, and, uh, She's uh, very in demand. demand. She is in demand. This is why, this is why you guys come years in advance to get Ruth <laughs> on our show. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you so much. First of all, for nominating still, us. I still had hair when we applied to get Ruth on the show. <laughs> I still, I still had a beard. She has to leave, and you guys are interrupting. All right. Um. Anyway, first of all, we all want to say again, thank you. We, we cannot do this without you guys uh, watching every week. We appreciate it. Keep it coming. Share, like, subscribe. Uh, apparently, we have a Twitch follower now. Thank you, Dark Sage Nine One One Seven. Appreciate you watching. I love that. Uh, I absolutely love that we're on. Like, we've actually got a Twitch follower. We're Me growing. too. It was, it was look. It was looking bland there for a while, but anyway, we're, we're doing good now. Hey, uh, so for all of us here at Set the Sales, thank you again. Make sure you guys are turning into uh, or tuning into FanStreamSports.com, the JP Show, every Monday through Friday. Of course, we have Sports Caffeine, which is on Tuesday and Thursday. You can catch that tomorrow. Best uh, of the Bay nominated as well. Best of the Bay morning show nominated as well. Uh, Britt Buck, who is uh, just an amazing guy, sports writer. He's, he's writing a lot of stuff, doing a lot of cool stuff here. And then, of course, our ladies joining us who have our their podcast getting ready to kick off. We're really excited about that. And uh, so just make sure you guys are showing the love. And we appreciate all the love that you show us on a weekly basis. We could not do any of this stuff without you. So thank you so much for tuning in. For myself, Brent Buck, Kaylee, Root the Truth, L. Bushman, and for the many of you that follow us, thank you. We appreciate you. And as always, you. As, we, as always, as we attempt to do every show and end it, let's go. Go. Bucks. 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 Shout out to Jay. Thanks for watching me and always supporting me. You guys are great. I love the viewers. Keep them coming. It's a lot of love. Right. If I can just end as well to saying to, to Dark Sage, I absolutely agree with you. The big market teams do control what's best for the NFL. Yeah. See, guys, gamers do watch sports. Come on. Nobody ever said they didn't. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great night. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Set the Sales. Listen to us on Apple Podcast, a Bucks Life Media production in association with FanStreamSports.com. See you next Monday on Set the sails.